I'm getting my bubble tea. Oh crap! I was, I was worried to have another Luke episode. Oh yeah, when you guys, <laughs> yeah, people don't know what that is. They just got to jump onto the um, the TikTok page of Business Bubble or the Instagram page and just find that video of um, Luke throwing the bubble tea into the sky and trying to catch it. That's Woo-hoo! it, bro. Plug, plug the TikTok, bro. Tell them. <laughs> do, you, so do we shake this? or like? You should shake it. You should shake it. Don't, don't go too hard because I reckon... Because the lid is made of paper. Your so video is saying do you this. Give, it a, give it a bit of mix, right? A bit of ASMR. Yeah, wow. Well, sounds good. I'm put it closer. Oh, yeah, man. So I've always had a question, right? Go no one's it. ever answered it for me. With these, do you go smack bang or do you just like slowly put it in? I think there's a bit of momentum that goes into it as well. So there's like an art to it. There is a bit of an art to it. Because if you go, okay, you got to think of it this way, right? Now you want to be really strategic. Let's go, let's go super strategic. Yeah, I need so to do that. You, you, it depends on how you usually carry it when you're walking around. If you hold it like this and you're walking around, then that's fine. You can put it in any way you want. But I like to actually hold it on top like this when I carry it around. Like this? Like that. So and I, you drink I, it like that? Yeah, I drink it like Through that. Through the fingers? Through the fingers. So it, that... That means that my straw actually has to be towards the end. Otherwise, it's if it sits through the middle, like it doesn't feel comfortable. I'm going straight for the middle here, brother. All right, go for the middle, man. So go for the jugular. Show me how fast you have to do it. I just. Oh, oh did you realize I I I I I um I moved it a little bit. I gave it a little bit of a. I I, I angled it a little bit. Okay. So yeah. like that. Um, angle it the other way. So you want to give you want to leave the a little bit of an air pocket there. So you want to oh, hit okay. where the air pocket is, so in case anything spills out, it doesn't spill onto you. I mean, this spilled on me so many times. This is the last show I want to get dirty. Do on the table then. Do on the table. Ready? Yeah. I mean, it would be good content though. Go for it. Well, you. I mean, you can. I mean, do you want to try to flip it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as ruthless as Luke. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do it. Hopefully, it doesn't explode. Oh, nice. Good. That's great. great. There's a bit of sugar at the bottom, so you, you want to give it a bit of a mix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is brown sugar, man. This is brown sugar. Brown sugar. Yeah. It's spilling over the top, man. What, 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 what's going on here, bro? I don't know, man. I think you were pushing <laughs> There you go. Just suck it up. I'll just suck it. Just, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> bit of a disaster, but not as bad as Luke's. It's okay. It's not as bad as Luke's. Hey, when you grew up, when you finished school, what did you drink? Like alcohol? No, <laughs> like you finish school, you know, you're on your way home. Like I, I would pick up a bubble tea on my way home. What do you, you know, what do you as a Greek boy do? Grab an oak, chocolate milk. Oh yeah. Okay. Up and go, oak. One of, one of those. Oh, that's, oh we, we never had these in mascot. Mm. Yeah, and there's like nothing around there near my school. My school was five minutes from my house. There's only like a candy shop and that closed down pretty early. And nowadays mascot is just full of Asians. It's, but I'm not even near that part of mascot. I'm in old mascot where there's like just a park. Oh, is that the like Christopher's um, where the um, uh, that the the bakery is, right? Around, around there, yeah, around there. Oh, more, okay. more in the back streets, where Tate is. Yes, exactly. Two streets from Tate. Right there, you go. Shout out to Tate. Shout out to Tate. Great <laughs> shirts. Great shirts, Tate. Not Andrew Tate, but. <laughs> Do you want to give me your thoughts around Andrew Tate? Yeah, I agree with most of the things he says. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when it comes to faith, that's where I disagree with him. Mm-hmm. But um, I've learned a lot from him, man. He's, I like to listen to him like nearly every morning, you know, on my way to work. I learn a lot from him. I find him like very entertaining as well. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I find him hilarious as well. He's funny as. So this is the thing. A lot of people, they go, oh, you can't listen to them because X, Y, Z, because they've said one thing. But people can find things entertaining, right, and still listen to it. And why do they have to get cancelled? Yeah, of course. Now, a lot of people, I think today in this world, yes, we should be politically correct and respect everybody and all of that stuff. But I still think what you spilled... You got it? <laughs> what a disaster all over me already. Yes. I'm, how many minutes are we in? We are um, uh, five. Uh, four. Oh, perfect. That's okay, That's man. Fine. You're not seeing anyone after this, right? Well, we'll give that a secret. Oh. No, no, I'm joking. You can tell that as a <laughs> Wait till the end of this episode and you'll find out where. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my hook. Yeah, well, that's, that is your hook. All right. Well, anyway, um, so talk to me again. Um, so, Andrew Tate, it's something that, I mean, even your, your Apple iMessage ID thingy, you've bowled your head and you've done all that stuff. People don't like him. Why do you think that he, why, why guys should actually still listen to him? I mean, it just depends. I feel like for the younger people, if they take the wrong stuff from him, yeah, then it could lead, lead down like a dark hole, you know? Um, I guess me, like I'm very strong in my faith, you know, so I know what goes against the Bible, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm always going to put the Bible on top of whoever, whoever I listen to, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like he could be dangerous. I think his message has changed though a fair bit since um, blowing up and getting cancelled, you know? A lot of stuff he talks about now is like about God. Even though it's about Islam, he's still talking about God and, you know, all those types of values. So yeah, I don't know. I just enjoy him a lot. Like I find him hilarious, you know? I'm not one to get offended for anything, you know? Yeah. I, just, I just like to laugh stuff off. Yeah. It's, it's the best way to live, you know? If you get offended over everything, then it's not a good way to live. And that's the thing. You work with Jamie Zhu, yep. right? And you've been working with him for a solid year. Uh, you also you also do copywriting as well, right? So script writing, you write it with him, all of this stuff. Um, so when I'm editing, the way we do it, we don't really script it as we should, like professionally. So when I'm editing a video and I'm like, okay, we need a hook here, a tension hook, or we need a voiceover here, I will like give the baseline voiceover script for it and then we'll bounce off each other. What do we think sounds right? You know, what's going to keep the viewers engaged? Yeah. And then we go from there. You know, we're always bouncing off each other, me and Jamie. So how do you make sure that you guys don't get cancelled or do you actually care about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I guess, that was a tough question. I mean, like we won't do any topics that would get us cancelled, you know? Sure. But if we do do a topic like that, then... We're just going to be neutral about it, you know. We're going to show both sides of the argument, mm. not really say our opinion if it is cancel worthy. Because mm, I remember one of the videos got demonetized because you used the word, um, was it incest? Yeah, well, a lot of our videos are getting demonetized lately. Huh? A lot of them, man. Damn. By YouTube or? By YouTube. Facebook's, Facebook's more lenient, but YouTube, man, they're, they're very strict. You know, if you say like drugs or heaps of swear words, which a lot of our characters that we do um, mm-hmm. invest in, a lot of them swear, so... So, for the average listener who doesn't make money off YouTube, what does demonetization look like? Yep, so, obviously, when you post a, t- uh, a YouTube video, you can do checks first, right? And it will tell you if it's suitable for advertisers. And most of the time, it's it's fine. And then you start getting views, you start getting traction, and they manually check the video, and they hear, like, words like drugs, sex, you know, alcohol, swear words, and they YouTube says it's not suitable for... A lot of advertisers, they don't, they add it on that type of video. Mm-hmm. So they, they demonetize you, you stop getting paid for that video, and it stops getting sent out to a broader audience. Ah, oh, so you lose your view count, and you also don't get paid for the stuff that you... 
the views that you do get. Yeah, but it's like a lose-lose. Like, our SJ video that we just posted was one of our best videos so far. Oh, yeah. And it was actually going really well. It was it was popping. And then it got to, like, I think it was 40K, got demonetized, and then flatlined. Damn. So the views were going up like this. Yep. And then it flatlined as soon as we got demonetized. Oh, damn. So they really almost, like, strip it off everything. And it, Yeah, man. So is, does that mean that you have to now monitor what you put on there in order to stay relevant to YouTube? I guess we're just going to turn it down a bit, okay. um, which is hard because we like to get, like, funny characters, right. you know, and they're always going to swear. Yeah. And our whole Australian tool that we just came back from was, like, most of the videos are, like, negative topics because that's what works. Yeah. And obviously, we got those types of characters once again, and now I'm editing and I'm have to bleep all these words, but you can't use the sensor beep. If you use the sensor beep, then the AI algorithm knows that it's heaps of swear words and they'll just automatically demonetize it. So then now I have to figure out ways how to, you know, bypass that algorithm, which is like cutting the audio at certain parts, you know? So mm. the one I'm work I was working on today should be going up tomorrow night. Okay. Um, I had to cut out so many like drug words, swear words and stuff without using a beep. So we're going to see how that goes, but right. I'm sure we'll get demonetized still, you know? Damn. The, the computer's very smart. <laughs> But doesn't that lose the authenticity from your side, though? Yeah, of course it does. Really, like, you can't really be you or you guys. I mean, it, the good thing about us is, like, Jamie doesn't swear, and whenever he puts me on camera, I don't swear either. Yeah. Because we need you know, we need to keep our Christian testimony. But when it comes to um, the other characters, you know, they're always going to swear. Mm. So there's other stuff we can do where we can cut, cut out a certain bit of them swearing, where you can mm -hmm. just have, have them saying a sentence, but cut out the swear word. And it still keeps um, authenticity, but there are parts in videos where, like, you need the swear words to keep it funny and engaging, and it shows a lot of people's characters, and that's how we get character um, development, you know? So you get character development even in the 30 seconds that they're on the screen? Yeah, like, it just depends how good I edit it. So, like, mm. character development, you know, normally... So, obviously, you've seen our videos, right? Mm -hmm. So the first videos... The first couple of seconds of the video is like quick interviews of people. Mm -hmm. That's not character development. That's just building up the storyline of the place we're going to. So if it's a dangerous place, is this place dangerous? We ask them. Yes, it is dangerous, you know. Mm -hmm. Then we do that. And then we normally find a character at the end to invest in. And we take a, uh, how do you say, a, a deeper dig into their life. And is this a template that you use for every single video? So far, that's the way we've been doing it. Mm. Normally, when we go and film and edit, it's just like we'll get whatever footage we can. And then we'll see what story we can make out of it. So where did you guys learn this? Where did you guys take this template from and, 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 and do it yourself? So I think the beginning of the videos was like, you know how Jamie does his TikToks? Mm. What's, what's the best and worst thing about mm. you know, this? So we, we incorporated that into the first couple of seconds of our videos. And then we'll just lead, it'll just lead us to different locations and different places. And we just play it by ear yeah. and see how it goes. Do you think those, those, those street interview things... Will they ever hit a point where it just becomes too boring, people stop watching them? Because, I mean, I look at them online and they never really lose traction. But is there going to be a time where it kind of just goes, all right, this is stale now? On TikTok? On TikTok, on yeah, look, you know, I, IG as well. Yeah, well, look at where content was back then when Vitaly was making videos, Vitaly, FusiTube, Roman Outwood. It's completely different now. Like, Who are they, bro? You don't know them? No. They're the OG pranksters. Vitaly, oh. Miami. You know them? Yeah. Yeah? Oh. Miami Beach prank. I'm not social prank. media stuff. None of that? Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah, the content back then was like, it was a lot different. And now you look at the content now, completely different. So 
And now people's mindsets is very like their attention span is like gone, you know, it just keeps getting worse and worse. So it's exciting to see what the new style of content will be in the future. Mm. But yeah, I think it's always going to be changing. So who determines that? Or is it just a trend that kind of picks up like clothing? Yeah, I think it's like a trend. I think it depends. Like, as you said, maybe the street interviews will get boring and then that's going to cause creators to pivot and try other content. Then once one uh, creator finds um, finds what's working then, mm-hmm. then all the other creators are going to follow. And then it, from there, it just kind of just evolves. In a and stop, then, right? then it evolves. People have their own twists on stuff while yeah. other people are finding new new types of content as well. Yeah. And then it'll just keep keep going up like that. So, okay, so let's go back to YouTube then. Um, I know that YouTube, there are, like, for example, Mr. Beast. Let's, let's have a quick chat about Mr. Beast because everyone, when you think of YouTube, you kind of have to think about him. He has obviously dominated his game um, in that sphere. Whenever people think of those, you know, big million-dollar budget kind of YouTube videos that get, you know, 250 million views or something like that within the first, you know, few days... Um, this guy's a king, right? Um, and obviously, he's expanded to his so many different business ventures. How come only he gets this kind of, I guess, reputation? Whereas there are so many people that are under that, that follow him and copy him and do everything. They just don't seem to have the same success. Is it because he is the first, and everyone is just copying, and everyone goes, "Okay, we only see the first? Yeah, I think he he was the OG of doing that type of content, yeah. you know. And Mr. Beast is. He's, he's crazy, right? Like, he's he's crazy about content, you know? So, he's yeah. doing stuff that other people aren't doing. He's looking at stuff that other people aren't doing. He says on his podcast, like, when he's on podcast, he says all the time, he's like, listen to my podcast and I'll tell you all the stuff that I do that others don't do. He's like, yeah. I'm giving out free information. Just listen to me on a podcast. Yeah. And I've listened to some of the stuff and he does crazy stuff where he'll look at all these thumbnails from different creators and they'll check the brightness on it, all the colors, the saturation, contrast, all this stuff that... No one else would do, you know. You have to be a little bit crazy to your field, you know, in that mm. in that sense to be the best. And then from his side as well, um, well, what is? I mean, well, think about Jamie. Then, what is Jamie doing, or what are you and Jamie doing that is making sure that you guys are the OG of something? Yeah, so I guess we're the only ones in Australia doing it, you know. So we're targeting the Australian audience, and then once we we master, because we're still learning as we go, editing, storytelling filmmaking, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to build the audience up in Australia. And then once we've perfected the videos and got that audience we want, then we're going to go overseas and start doing more of that content. Because mm. no one else is doing it. What is it that you guys are doing differently? I guess the whole documentary type style, but we have our own twist on it. You know, Jamie Jamie wants to make it personal. He wants people to know who he is. You watch a lot of videos and you don't get personality out of the, you know, the characters. Mm the faces behind it that's why Spanion pops off you know because they know what he's like mm. but we're trying to do that with Jamie's brand as well but it's just difficult because if you need a cut have a cut every two seconds mm. and you can't really get to know the people so we're, we're trialling out doing longer cuts you know Jamie showing more of himself that's why we had a segment where in every video Jamie would speak Chinese to someone mm-hmm. we just get Chinese in you know so people are like oh this guy's Chinese you know and people can relate to that yeah okay have you guys have you guys tapped into um, Little Red Book in the Chinese one? No? No. Okay, that's something that I'm probably going to share with you. So Little Red Book, you know what it is. Yeah. So Little Red Book is like uh, the, it's like the Reddit, tic, Reddit, Reddit, TikTok, Instagram of China, all combined into one app. Yeah. And 
Food reviews. Food reviews. Everything reviews. Yeah. And then also like new content as well. Yeah. Maybe something you guys can tap into. It's called Red Book. Little Red Book. Little Red Book. Yeah. I've only heard of like WeChat and all that stuff. No, there's more, bro. Yeah? There's, <laughs> there's, no, there's more than WeChat? There's so much more than WeChat. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they, they're nuts, man. Because, I mean, obviously, you know how China, they ban everything else, right? So yeah. the only things you can use are their apps, right? You can't even use Instagram over there. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, you can't use Facebook. You can't use we- WhatsApp. It's all under that meta banner. You can't do that. Unless you get a VPN, right? You, yeah, you can get a VPN. Still, the VPNs are sometimes unreliable because they're smart. They catch them out. Oh, wow. They have... Yeah, so there are some VPNs that are actually made to actually go under the radar of what yeah. the radar is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so... Yeah, if you go to China, let me know. I'm oh, sure man. Kyle's got some of those ones as well. I don't know about China, man. Sounds no? a bit sus, bro. It's I'm good probably, fun, though. i get killed if I go there. Oh, no, not really. Is it, is it sweet there? It's... I... I Look, I, I said this to my brother-in-law, and he got really pissed off at me because he's a proud American. Yeah. But I said China is actually a safer country to live in or to grow to have kids grow up in than America, in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. I asked Jamie's dad when he was here. I was like, oh, how's China, you know? Because it, it's a safe place. It's very safe. I love it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what about the stuff in the news? You know, and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> they just don't want you to go over there. Yeah, they, don't, they don't want me to go there. <laughs> they just there. want their people to stay, you know? If they see my Facebook, uh, all the stuff I post on Facebook, bro, they won't want me there. They'll probably kill me They or don't something. see your Facebook anyway. Yeah. They can't <laughs> see your Facebook anyway. Um, okay, so in terms of YouTube um, and TikTok and Instagram, can you explain to me how you see the difference between all three of these different things? Because they're all, I mean, for me doing Business Bubble, I've noticed that this year, especially this year more so because I've been diving more into it, these are three different machines and yep. you approach your fans and your audiences in different ways and they see you in different ways through these different machines. So let's start with, um, let's start with Instagram. Yep. So Instagram is, for, for you and Jamie, what is Instagram? What does Instagram mean? Instagram's cool. Instagram's like a resume. It's, it's like the best networking platform, I would say. Instagram is something that I'm trying to build at the moment. Yeah, so like, I guess if, if you want to know about someone, you'd go on Instagram, you know, see what they're doing. What, what business they're into, you know, what they like to do on the weekends. That's what Instagram's about. For TikTok, I feel like the TikTok followers, they don't convert. So say you put something on your story and you need something from someone on your Instagram, you're going to get people replying. On TikTok, those followers are there because they, they liked one of your videos and they followed you and they hope that they'll see one of your videos again. But if they don't, they don't care. I mean, think about mm. it when you follow someone on TikTok, you know, mm. like you follow them so that you have them there. But if they don't show up again, which most of the time they don't because everyone's always on the For You page, hmm. you're not going to see them, you know? That is true. So that's, that's it's always very interesting because it's almost like I'll follow you and I don't really care about who I follow. I could follow like 10,000 different people as well. If I happen to see one of your videos and it's a good one and it pops up on my page, awesome, right? But then if, uh, you know, but then they don't delete. Like yeah. Whereas Instagram people delete, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Like, I see like followers, they like, always oh, got this. Yeah, yeah, but that's Instagram, right. so TikTok just kind of just like continues to ride the momentum up and up. Because TikTok, it's like you go on there when you're bored, you know, if you want to feel quick dopamine, you go on Instagram because you want to see what everyone's doing, you know, you want to see what you want to catch up. Mm. So if I was a business, let's say, for example, I was a restaurant and I was to build social media content, can I post the same thing on Instagram and TikTok? Well, that, that's what I've been doing with my clients, but it's funny to see some videos that will pop on TikTok won't pop on Instagram yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. And it's just like weird. It's like, why aren't they popping on both platforms? You mm. know, it's something I'm still yet to learn. Yeah. Do you think that um, 
Facebook is a uh, is is still relevant though. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah. Bro, if you're getting like some videos have like 50 million views and that's long form. Mm. You know? And that's like like normal creators are getting that. You know, on YouTube only Mr Beast is hitting those numbers. Mm. But on Facebook, bro, you know, a lot of a lot of creators are hitting those numbers, which is like crazy. And do they get monetized? They they get money for that? Yeah. Yeah, mo- most of them do if they've set up the monetization, if they're in their like the policy guidelines, then yeah. And Oh shoot, that means I need to set up my one. I had I had a couple of videos that I posted, um, especially like Jolly B. Like the Filipino fans, I'm telling you, man, Filipino fans on social media. And I was talking to Angelica the other day about this. And Angelica, have you met? Have you heard of Angelica? I haven't, but I saw the TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So she she grew from like nothing to like nine hundred thousand in like five months or something like that. I remember you told me that the other day. That's crazy. It's it's, it's nuts, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's actually that's something I want to talk about being getting viral as well. It doesn't really change lives, but the same thing is. Um, but going back to I think like the Asian community, they love to share that stuff. Yeah. Like they're not like whereas like I don't know. I feel like my like my mates like my white friends, Asian friends are kind of like ah oh, you know if I like it, I'll, I'll DM and share it with someone. But it's not like something that I will you know comment and do all that stuff in there. But the Filipino families, they got to do like all three things. I need to like it, I need to comment on it, and I need to share it with someone so they need to see it. And that just boosts the viewership. Yeah, they're awesome. They're, 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 and that's what Jamie found with his Filipino fans, right? Yeah. So his biggest platform is Facebook, and he's got like five million on there, mm. and I think majority of it is Philippines, and, mm. and and they love him. They're very loyal fans. You know, when he gets stopped on the street when we're together. Like nine times out of ten, they're Filipinos. Yeah. What is what is marketable about Jamie in terms of his Filipino fans? Well, what he told me was is that him being an Asian and his dad and that relate relatability of them yeah. too. Yeah. I guess that's what hooks them. You know, it's something I didn't know about. You know, it's something you wouldn't even think about. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, I guess they kind of call him his own, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's Asian, exactly. right? Like they they just relate to it, you know, very well. Yeah. You know, he's Asian, you know, he's Asian dad. You know, they have the same families. I get that. I get that. Um, all right. So we talked about um, Instagram. Uh, we talked a little bit about TikTok. Um, YouTube. So so, so growth on, on uh, po- posting stuff, growth on you, that's a completely different ballgame as well. Oh, okay. Explain so to me. Explain to me what you see or how you guys see YouTube as a machine. YouTube's probably the hardest one to grow, but it takes longer to grow, but you attract the right audience. That's when you get your cult following is on YouTube. So... Yeah, YouTube's, YouTube, YouTube's hard, man. I'm trying to grow it. Mr. Beast actually said, he said, post your first 10 videos. Don't worry about getting the video perfect because when you're editing videos, I don't know if you've done it before, you want to make it perfect. So, like, I just launched my vlog channel and I'm trying to make the first video so perfect. It took me, like, weeks to do. Only to get, like, 500 views, you know? So, yeah. it's, it's just, it's consistency at first. Grow the following. Also, make, like, semi-good videos. And then once you start to pop off, then, you know, add mm. some more quality to the videos. What about those thumbnails? How important are they now? Because now has this autoplay, right? Yeah. So as soon as you go right past it, then... Thumbnails are more important than the actual video. You reckon? Because think about this, right? Okay. You're scrolling on YouTube. It's not like TikTok where the video just starts playing. The thumbnail and the title is what gets you. So you need to get your thumbnail and your title right. And then once once you've got them there, then your first 10 seconds of the video needs to match the thumbnail and the title. If it doesn't, that's when people click off and then YouTube won't send it to many more people. Mm. So yeah, thumbnails, man. There was a part, there was a time when me and Jamie were making like crazy, really good videos at the beginning. We are making really good videos. Like one of my best videos was like a one we did in Brisbane. I was so proud of it, you know, 
but we didn't we didn't know how to title it. We didn't have a good thumbnail, and it just flopped. But it was like it was one of my proudest videos. What was that video? It was um. So it was gonna be I went to Brisbane's most expensive area. Oh yeah. And then we we're knocking around doors. You know, we, we did it in Sydney and Melbourne went well, and everyone was like very suspicious of us. Yeah. And we're like, what's going on here, you know? And then we started to hear from the locals, oh, like, there's so much crime around here, you know, mm -hmm. the youths are, like, breaking into our car, our ha houses and stuff. Yeah. And then me and Jamie look at each other, we're like, you know what, why don't we just follow this path, you know? Like, we're trying to do the most expensive area. Let's actually, let's actually follow these leads and see where it takes us. It's crazy. We ended up finding the people who were breaking into those houses. We, we character um, invested in one of these girls who said she had a bad upbringing why she does the crime why she breaks into the rich areas and yeah man it was, it was like it was the best storytelling we've ever done damn but the but but it didn't hit it didn't hit because me and Jane were like do we title this most ex Brisbane's most expensive area or Brisbane's crime epidemic you know and I'm like what do we do because like remember what I was saying it's like the title the thumbnail needs to match the video mm. so if we have I went to Brisbane's most expensive area and then, like, the first 10 seconds is all crime, and people are like, I didn't sign up for this, and they click off. Mm. Does that make sense? So you almost got to tick their boxes... Yes. ...and still leave them hanging. Yep. And keep that hook going as well. You do. Okay. So if I'm going to... Okay, let's say, for example, I wanted to start a YouTube page as well. Um, I wanted to be like Jamie, right? And I want to be an influencer. I want to start a page, and I want to start doing some, you know outside journalism doing these kind of Brisbane you know Brisbane's most expensive suburbs like Melbourne's you know Dandenong area which apparently is like a pretty bad like mm. pretty bad demographic area no no offence to anyone who lives down there you know love y'all um, love y'all no. <laughs> so what would I what would what? how would my script writing kind of go about what what would I do to prepare for that it's a hard question because as I said before bro, we didn't even like, because we, we'll write a script. Jamie will write a script, right? I'll go over it. We'll all go over it. And we're like, yep, yeah, we'll go film this scene, that scene. And then you're knocking on doors and then next minute you get you get punched in the head. Then you're going to find out why you get punched in the head. And then the rest of your script is like, why did I get punched in the head? We need to find out more. We need to investigate it. And then your whole script is gone and we just follow the natural leads, which mm. actually turns out to be a better video. Mm. But I don't think it's, it's sustainable, you know? Like, you think about Mr. Beast, you know, everything that they script is what they do. Is this is, is do you think what he does is sustainable? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like everything that they do is like proper, like proper production, filmmaking, just everything to the T. Yeah. If he's like looking at thumbnails to see how bright they are, then imagine how you know how anal he is about all the other steps. Yeah, the making true. a video. Do you think that being an influencer is a sustainable career? I think it can be. Mm. How does how does one be, become how does one have a sustainable career as an influencer? I guess you just got to pivot when the t when you know like like your stuff's not working. You got to stay ahead with the times. You just got to you just got to make good content. Mm. That's all you have to do. Just make good con content that people like, not what you like, what the viewers like, and you'll be fine. So you're an entertainer, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And what about adding value these days? Is it is it is it necessary to add value, or is it okay to just entertain? It's okay to just entertain, mm. but if you add value, then it's good. But that's that's a whole different story. It's like if you're adding value, then you want to do a video just about you know that topic. Mm. But when it comes to like storytelling, like what me and Jamie do, it's a bit of both. And a lot of people resonate with we do like an ending conclusion voiceover about what we learn about a certain area or a person. I noticed that. 
Yeah. And a lot of people comment about that and they love it, you know? They're like, oh, I didn't know this area was like that. So when we did the Mount Druitt one, we all thought it was dangerous. All the Sydney thought it was dangerous. Everyone ended up being nice. We did a voiceover saying how everyone's nice. It's a nice area. Mm. And yeah, now you know Mount Druitt's not dangerous. It's kind of like when you watch those war movies and then at the end of the movie, you'll see like the black screen and then there's like the writing. Like Sergeant da 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 da, you know, he graduated. Bra, 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 yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. He yeah. went to live on to eighty seven with his family. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a nice kind of. You feel good. You feel like like you got enough. You got value out of it. You know. Yeah. So 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 you so while you're editing all of this, you want the audience to feel good at the end of it. So you want to take them on this journey. You, you can do that, or like I'm sure you've seen a lot of movies where they end on a cliffhanger and they leave it to a discussion. You know, it just depends how you want to end it. Which movie left? It, which movie did you last watch that left it in a in a cliffhanger with a discussion? There's a lot of um. What movies are they? You know, Blumhouse. Oh, I can't do horror. You can. You, you're a horror guy. I, I love horror movies. You. Oh man, what, have you done Saw Ten? Is that the new one? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I think so, I've seen the last one. So I'm not a Saw guy. I can't do horror films to save my life. But for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fold the clothes tonight, and I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need something to distract me because folding clothes. You know, it's a good idea. God bless my wife. It's it's a very boring, mundane, you know, thing to do in at home. So I thought, all right, I might keep myself kind of, you know. On the, on the fence, I was watching this and I'm going, oh my gosh, these torture scenes are horrible, but the storyline is actually really good. And then I go and read all the reviews, and this is not, I'm not getting sponsored by, you know, Saw to promote this. But not yet. Not, or not yet. But the, the, the storyline is actually really, really good. And all the reviews were saying that, no, this Saw, Saw 10, is actually so much better than all of the other ones that are out there. And I actually was hooked to the story, and they actually made Jigsaw almost like someone that I wanted to... Like, go for it. Like, dude, I respect what you stand for. Go for it, right? Oh, yeah. They've done that in, like, so many movies where you're, like, you're siding with a villain, you know? It's like, when you think about it, it's crazy, right? We're all, like, programmed to side with the heroes. Yeah. But then when they do it with the villain, and then you realize at the end, you're, like, actually sided with the villain. Yeah. So that's good storytelling, man. Yeah. All right, go on. Blumhouse. So Blumhouse does these films that leave you on, 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 on the edge. Like, Blumhouse, their storytelling is amazing. Like, I think they don't leave you on, uh, what was the word I was saying? Uh, on, on a hook? On a, on a cliffhanger. On they a cliffhanger, don't even yeah. a cliffhanger. The whole movie is, you don't know what's going on till the end. And then you find out and you're like, oh, is that what it was, you know? Yeah. That's that's what's different about Blumhouse. I can't remember the last movie I watched, though, that ended on a cliffhanger. But there's so many. You know when you watch a movie and it ends and you go, oh, is that it? I want to know what happens. Oh, man. Or TV shows that make you do that and you yeah, wait yeah. till the next week. Oh, it's, oh, oh that's gosh, the I hate that. Yeah, that's the worst. Are you a... Um, so, are you... A, a, how how is it that you know you can take um, horror like those are you conjuring and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that stuff. But you're a Christian. Yeah, I heard. So Jeremy he told me he's like stop watching those movies. So I haven't been, ever since I became a Christian, I yeah. turned down watching a lot of movies. Yeah, like I used to watch Gordon Ramsay all the time. But yeah, he started to blaspheme all the time. And when you're a Christian, you know that's cringe to you. So yeah, I stopped listening to him. Yeah, but um, yeah, I used to love horror movies. You know, I don't watch them as much anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Because I've heard, like, if you watch, like, this kind of stuff, it opens up your, it opens up the gates and, you know, wherever people stand, yeah, shut up, you know, but it does, you know. <laughs> I, I've heard it, I've heard it before, yeah. yeah, like, at the end of one of the Conjuring movies, the movie ended, right, and then you have the credits, yeah. and then they say, this is, this is an actual recording of a demon possession, and I was in the movies with my mates, and I was like, let's get out of here, bro, I feel weird, you know. Ah, I can't do that, man. No, man, oh, oh, like, that's no. messed up. That's, that is, that, I'm sure that will open some door. That, oh, for sure, man. Um, I've, I've heard, 
Like, have you seen those? Uh, like, I love movies, right? Have you seen those ones where it talks about um, like those behind the scenes? Like, if they because of this during this movie, this scene happened, and then there was this, and then it's actually needed to have real exorcists in there, and you know, praying the spirits out. Is yeah, it in some movies. Dude, go go later on. Go to um. Just go on to like IMDb and look for like movie trivia for the movie The Exorcist. I think it was the nineteen eighty seven. Oh, one. The Exorcist. Yeah. Is that is that the the original one? The original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had there, there were moments like cast members would just like pass away. Like it was just weird. Yeah, something happened to the chick. Like she actually got possessed, didn't she? I don't know, man. What was that noise? Oh, it's outside. It was freaky bro, for a second, right? Bro, we're talking about like exorcists <laughs> and demons and stuff, and then I just hear that noise. I thought it was like a demon singing to us. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Bro, I would have got out of here, man. <laughs> <You got shoes laughs> the- I, I, I'd say something cool, though. Um, the, the, the power, as a Christian, right? Like, have you seen the, pa- the Passion of the Christ? I have. Yeah. You know the scene where they had the, um, the, the actual cross? Yep. The, the actual um, the crucifix on, on that day? Yep. So... Around that area, what happened was there was a few um, snakes. They would have a snake handler that would actually get rid of the snakes during that time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, every day, roughly, there'll be about two snakes, three snakes, and so they'll trying to like, they'll get rid of the snakes around that area where they're filming. On the day they're actually shooting the actual um, the death of of, of Jesus, um, that day when they got out onto the set, there was like hundreds and hundreds of snakes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that stuff is real. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened during that movie. Like, the actor got struck by lightning like three times while filming. Yeah, and it was on the cross as well. Yeah, and funny thing about that movie is, you know, like, it's about Jesus and stuff, right? Mm. But it is Hollywood. Mm. And then, so they've done a lot of like subtle things that are anti-Bible. So there's a part where they're whipping Jesus and then they whip out one of his eyes. Do you remember that scene? Oh, God. So, what's crazy about that, the way the devil actually twisted that movie was, in the end times, the book of Revelations talks about the Antichrist loses an eye. Oh. Have you, have you heard that? In no. The, so, if you, you read that in the book of Revelations where the uh, Antichrist, he loses an eye, I think he gets shot or something happens, right? Yeah. So, they did that to Jesus in the movie, but that never happens in real life. You know, so you see how the devil's very, he's very sneaky. You very know? cunning, right? Very cunning. All right, let's jump into that. But before we go that, I want to wrap up talking about um, social media because that's what you basically spend all your time in doing right now. And you know, with Business Bubble and all that, I've, I've been, and podcasting as well, because I know that's something that you and Jamie have been looking into as well. Um, the, last, the last year, I uh, know the last few, I'd say last few months, you both have been traveling around and you've been meeting a lot of CEOs and a lot of business owners um, and people who are quite famous, like, you know, Jane Liu, right, who looks after Shopo um, and also, um, oh, what's his name, Culture Kings? Simon Beard. Simon Beard. Um, also, uh, Rami as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's heaps of other guys as well. What have you noticed are the commonalities between these CEOs who have been so successful? They're all about personal development. All of them, they like so many of them do ice baths in the morning, you know, that they all have a morning routine, you know, they're all like most of them like listen to podcasts of people who are better than them, like Tony Robbins, Alex Hormozzi, all those types of people, you know, mm-hmm. so they're always trying to learn from the best themselves, you know, and they're always willing to learn and adapt to the times, you know, like Simon Beard is talking a lot about AI now on Instagram. Yep. And it's just staying with the times and, you know, adapting, same as content, you know, you just got to adapt and and just keep with the times. But one thing I take, I took from most of them is personal development, you know, that belief in yourself and mm. just being a hustler and not giving up. And what about, um, and, and what about the things that they have 
differently that you didn't expect them to kind of have? Did they play Call of Duty all the time or something like that? Or? I mean, we went to Bashara's house, which oh, yeah. is like pretty cool in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know he lives um, around his area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he had a PS5. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like he's like a normal dude like us, you know? Mm. Um, like, what a... Uh, Simon Beard, he was probably like the one I was most impressed with. I was like, he's the only one that actually had like Lamborghinis and cool cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone else wasn't really into cars, like... All the other entrepreneurs, they're just like, yeah, I don't really care about cars, you know, like, mm. I, I, I like art or I like statues and all this other stuff, you know, yeah. so, and Simon Beard was actually, he was probably the smart, smartest one I've met, Yeah, you know, like, me and Jamie could listen to him talk all day, you know, he's just, he's just a genius, you know, he's such mm. a smart guy, so yeah, like, I encourage anyone to listen to him if he does podcasts or his Instagram reels. Yeah, what, what did these guys have to give up in order to pursue the goals that they have hit? Family? I mean, it's like... Do they have families? Yeah, they have families. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of them talked about, you know, when you make a bit of money, don't don't get that car. You know, I think that's where a lot of people mess up. You know, they get a bit of money then they go and buy the car, you know, the watch and to impress people and then, you know, they lose cash flow mm-hmm. and then their business goes under. But a lot of them said, you know, you, you need you need constant cash flow. You know, you need to keep investing in the business. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that, that follow that path, then they end up being successful. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard, like... You know, you make a bit of money, obviously you want to buy like a Lambo or something straight away. Sure. It's like your reward, right? Yeah, Put exactly. Effort. Yeah. 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 And then what about the, uh, there was a guy as well, um, Jamie's old friend who... Uh, Sanjay? No, who was the guy that went on OnlyFans? Jackson. Jackson. Jackson Dowie. Ja- yeah, 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 yeah. So, so his is a, is a different kind of form of getting to where he is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So what do you learn from that? And is that replicable? Like, can you, can, rep, is that rep... Is that a word? Replicable? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can that be replicated? I don't want to be a bad influence. No, no, But, um, yeah, of course. I think that's what everyone's doing nowadays anyway. Taking off their clothes and jumping on OnlyFans? Yeah, like building a following on TikTok, Instagram, marketing themselves on TikTok, Instagram, and then, oh, by the way, look at my bio. And most people do now, like, like these girls will have in their bio, um, yes, I do have one. And then they have the chili emoji and then their link down there mm-hmm. and people click on it. So, like, People are already programmed to, if they see a girl that's attractive, go on their profile, mm-hmm. check if the link's there, and then sign up to OnlyFans. In, Don't ask how I know that. No, no, no. I mean, you've got to study this stuff all the time as well because you're in that sphere. Um, what is it about, what is it about uh, as, a, as a dude, right? Going off social media, just talking like dude to dude. What is it about seeing an opportunity to see a girl's OnlyFans that makes dudes want to click into it? From your perspective? I think curiosity. Luckily for me, I stopped watching porn just before OnlyFans came out, mm-hmm. which is like very lucky. I used to watch porn all the time. Mm. But um, yeah, when it came out, like... Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Yes. Congrats. Um, it's probably curiosity because like you see these people, you might even just see their content at first, you know, they're just doing normal stuff, you know, with their clothes on. And then if they have like an OnlyFans and the temptation's there, you know, your flesh, you know, mm. fleshy bodies, like, you know, they you, you want to see you know, pornography, you want to see, like, the stuff that, you know, your spirit doesn't want you to do because we're all fleshly, you know? Yeah. And then I think as a, as a dude as well, there's that instinct that you want to conquer. Yeah. Right? And then so to have to have that available as well, I think, and it's so easily accessible. Yeah. Right? Where we find, I think we find things that are not easy for us to take. We mm-hmm. want it mm-hmm. more, Right. And so when it's that accessible and it's like, oh, something that's quite taboo, 
Like naturally, our psychology is like, oh, we want that, right? It's like it's like when they tell you not to touch stuff as a kid. You know, you want to go and touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still to this day, you know, if someone tells you not to touch something, yeah. I want to go touch it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will OnlyFans ever die? I don't know, man. I don't think so. No? Hopefully it gets banned, but perhaps mm. not. Because mm. there's so much money to be made there as well, right? Yeah, it's crazy. You think about it, like all these people making that much money and you're like, there's that much money in the world, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Like everyone's like making 300k a month. That's crazy. nuts, man. Yeah, we saw Jackson sh- showed us his um transaction. It's on the video, actually. It was like 400k every month. Far out. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. So what he what does he do? He just films content with his missus? Well, he did. He did it for like 12 months. Yeah. And then it's all in the video, but he said like once they broke up, he stopped. He he only ever did it with his missus. He never did it with like random chicks. Oh, okay. But he filmed it, put it on there, people still paying to watch it. His story is actually pretty funny, you know. He uh, took what works on Facebook, like Facebook compilations. Yeah. And he did it with OnlyFans, and um, it just blew up. You know, they did the flip the switch challenge that that was going crazy on TikTok. No, what's that? It was like the song will play. I just flipped the switch. Yeah. And then oh, I can't remember the trend. They'll turn off the light and then turn it back on. People going crazy. But he did that for OnlyFans. And then it went super viral, and then like Cardi B shared it, Drake shared it, all these people. Oh no way! Yeah, so he got and he had a, he had a um a watermark of his website, and everyone's sharing it, so everyone's clicking on the website, and he's making money from that. That is so smart. So it, it, it's smart. It's genius. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm an influencer, kind of like Jake, kind of like Jamie, um, what are my ways of actually monetizing? So aside from YouTube, right, where I can make money, uh, brand deals, right. So. I mean, brand deals itself is a whole new ball game. Like, do you go out and reach people? Like, obviously, Jamie's got, you know, millions of followers, right? But how about if someone only has, you know, 100,000 followers or maybe 10,000 followers? Yeah, if you only got 10,000 followers and you want to get a brand deal, you just hit up businesses, you know? Just keep hitting them up and see who's offering um, brand deals. And I think there's stuff where you'll make the video first and post it, and then the company um, uh, decides if they want to pay you or not for it. I think there's, there's deals like that. So, like, the micro-influencers, that's what they will do. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to get brand deals, you know, just it doesn't hurt to message businesses. Yeah. Give it a go. It's about reaching out to people, right? Just asking. If you, don't, if you don't know, you, you don't ask, you that's never it. know, right? If, if I, Jamie's taught me a lot, you know, and if I knew what I knew back then before I was working for him, I would have hit up so many more businesses or people asking to work for them because I've always loved content creation since I was very young and mm. I was stuck in warehousing for, like, you know, like five years, ever since high school. Yeah. And if I knew there was an opportunity just to message someone and be like, hey, you know, like, can I work for you? Any positions available? Yeah. I would have done it. But like my brain was just like, oh, seek indeed. That's the only places to get a job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Instagram, Instagram's amazing in that way. Hmm. That's cool, man. That's actually really good advice. Yeah. I reckon micro, micro influencers, is that what you call it? Was that what Yeah, called? I think that's yeah. what they're called, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, I don't know. I don't even want to be. For now, for now, don't worry. It's a weird name though, you know? Like, yeah, it's a bit of a weird name, influencer. Yeah. What does that name mean to you as someone coming from faith? Because you're basically putting yourself on the pedestal. Yeah, exactly. You're being idolized. Exactly. Yeah. So you just do it in a way where, you know, you, just, you always got to watch your heart, you know, and you see why you're doing it. Like the Apostle Paul said, he said, follow me as, I've, as I'm a follower of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. So you always got to watch yourself. You know, if, if you're a good influence and you're bringing people to God, yeah, then, then yeah, like that's good. But if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, wrong motives, yeah. then yeah, I think that's dangerous grounds to be as a Christian. Dude, you know what I love about you? I love the fact that you are still in your 20s. 
um, but you were such a strong follower of your faith, of what you stand for, right? How did you get to that point? Yeah, so I was brought up in a Greek Orthodox family. Yeah. And if many people know about religion, which most people don't, Greek Orthodox and Catholic are sort of the same, and they teach you the way to get to heaven is by your own works. So um, when COVID first hit, I was like, I was like, there's no way. Like, so when COVID first hit, this is, a, this is a good story. So when COVID first hit and China was posting videos of people dropping dead on the streets, when there was no information about COVID, I was in my room and I was like, if I get this COVID and drop dead, I'm going to hell. I was like, there's no way I'm going to heaven. I was like, someone who drinks alcohol, parties, you know, bangs girls, there's no way um, I'm going to heaven. So I was like, you know what? L let me seek the truth a bit. You know, I was like, I was brought up as Greek Orthodox, but that doesn't mean that's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like say if you're brought up as, you know, a Muslim or a Christian, you know, like you're following it because your family, your family was brought up in that religion, mm -hmm. but that doesn't make it the truth. So I was like, all right, I could be wrong. Let's stay humble and let's seek for the truth. So I looked at Islam, uh, Christianity and the Jewish religion. Cause I was like, if it's going to be, it's going to be one of those three's free religions if um if it's the right one so i researched all of them and it all brought me back to jesus you know i've been into conspiracy theories since i was 12 years old god you and jamie are the same <laughs> yeah i was like he got into it uh during covid covid work work a lot of people up but i've been like researching this stuff since i was 12 so when i was in year seven so the matrix never really had me you know i, I was always ahead of it um and I was telling all my teachers and everyone around me, I was like, you know, New World Order, Mark of the Beast, all this type of stuff, you know, digital currency. I was like, like, it's all happening, you know, like, like it's, it's all going to happen. And everyone was like to me, you're crazy. That will never happen. Like, that's just in movies and stuff. And then I started to research the Bible when I was, when COVID first hit, I think I was 19. Yeah. And um, the stuff the Bible was saying is already the stuff I believe about conspiracy theories. So they went hand in hand. And I was like, wow, well, like, like the Bible is definitely the true word of God, you know, like everything that is happening that the Bible spoke about 2000 years ago mm. is happening now. So then I was like, okay, so Christianity is the truth, you know, so I'm going to be a good person, you know, um, try my best. But then I was still deceived because that's what the Greek Orthodox teaches, that you have to be a good person and get to heaven. So I was doing that for a whole year and you'd keep falling back into sin. You don't know why. And then I started listening to a preacher from America. Which one? Robert Breaker. Robert Bra Do you know Robert Breaker? No. No? He's a Baptist. Um, oh, okay. Right? So hard preaching, you know, all biblical truth. Yeah. And I was, I was doing something, I was folding my clothes or something, and he um, read out a verse, Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. Yeah. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I was doing my clothes, and I was like, not of works. And I was like, so... It's like, you don't have to be a good person. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And, I, and, and this is a part of my life where I started drinking again, you know? So I went out that night. I was at the pub. This is the last time I ever drank. And I was drinking. I was with my mates at the pub. This was when lockdown was over. And I was like, not by works. So I was like, does that mean I can drink alcohol and, you know, it's fine? And I, and I couldn't get it off my mind. So I did a bit more research. And then I found out, like, what being saved is. And then um, he preached the gospel. And, and it just clicked to me. I was like, that's it, you know? Your faith has to be in Christ's finished work on the cross. Yeah. So I was in my room and it was like a light bulb that clicked in my head and I trusted um, Jesus as my savior in my bedroom. And ever since then, man, it's been it's been good, man. Yeah. I, I don't regret it. Ever since then, I've um, been trying to help other people find God, which is 
going pretty well, you know? That's good, man. How does your content align to that then when you are creating stuff? Like, how do you make sure that every video that you have is God-breathed then? Yep, so Jamie, like, he, he was really keen on adding Christianity into the videos, but we have to be very subtle about it. You can't just go fall into it because then people get turned off. Mm-hmm. So we hook people in with, like, all the crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and then if someone has a story about Christianity or how they found God, mm-hmm. like the right way, obviously, how they found Jesus, you know, then we'll, like, we'll put the music on, you know, we'll do this story, you know, make people go in. And then Jamie related to himself, you know, how he used to be an atheist. He was all about the world, you know, partying, drinking, whatever. And then he'll say how he found God. So that's also more character investment in Jamie. So the viewers know who he is. Yeah. What do you think is the best conspiracy theory though, in your opinion? The best one? Yeah. I mean, I think the, oh, the couple... I think this is a good one. So, have you heard of predictive programming? No. Nah. <laughs> I'm down for this one. Go the cam- for it. Cameraman looks very excited. I'm keen to share this one. So, predict- predictive program. Have you ever seen The Simpsons? Yeah. Do you see how they predict a lot of stuff? Yes. So, that's that's all getting people ready for the future, right? So they show you what happens first before it happens. So that when it happens in your brain subconsciously, you're like. You know, you don't freak out completely about it, but you're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's normal. Mm. So what they're doing lately, they're pushing alien alien invasions. I actually made a whole one-hour documentary on my YouTube channel about this. You made a one-hour documentary? I'm going to watch this. You, you're going to watch it, but gonna... it, it's it's a rabbit hole. You know, it's like when Morpheus gives the pill to Neo. Yeah. It's like you can't go back once you watch that video. Okay. But Yeah, give it a watch. But um, so they're pushing the alien agenda, like, very, very strong, like, TV commercials, Fortnite. There was a Fortnite chapter that was called Invasion and it was like a UFO bringing people up. So the reason for that is the next event to happen in the Bible is called the Rapture. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of the Rapture? Yeah. So so for the viewers, what the Rapture is, is where just before the world goes goes like crazy, like goes really bad where the Antichrist comes out, one world government, Mark of the Beast, all this type of stuff, one world religion, Jesus, he raptures the saved Christians, the born-again Christians to heaven so they escape what's about to happen. So the devil knows that the rapture is soon. So he's pushing this alien agenda and the alien agenda has been running for a very long time because the devil knows his time is short. And Mm. it's it's been one of the biggest questions of our time is, are aliens true? And people want the aliens, you know? So when it happens, all the unsaved people, they're going to be excited about it. Everyone's going to be happy, you know? So when the rapture happens, the devil needs an excuse of why all these people disappeared, but he can't have them to know that the Christians, that Jesus just came for the Christians. So his excuse is going to be alien invasion. Wow. That's, I'll give you that one. Hey, that's actually believable. <laughs> it's like, cause, and it's, it's, do you guys ever watch what? Avengers Infinity War? Yeah, man. Thanos <laughs> snapped his fingers, half the world disappeared. Right. And that was one of the biggest movies of our time. Yes. And there's a lot of movies like that. Mm. That makes sense because, you know, obviously the devil says he came to steal, a steal, kill, and destroy, right? Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, it's like a, like a thief in the night. Like a thief in, well, that, that's actually a reference to the rapture verse, you know? Yeah. It'll come as a thief in the night. Oh, and okay. Yeah, you're and, onto something, bro. Yeah, bro. And, and we're getting there, man. Like, now that, now that I've told you, it's a lot on TV, though. Um, I've got... 
I've got like ad block on YouTube Premium, so I don't see many commercials. But when I'm at the gym, I see like these commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I saw one last week. It was like a flight flight company, and it was like all these people running in the sky, going up to the sky. No way! But that, that's just like one of like thousands of videos. Yeah, you know, it's just is everywhere. It's all in your face. Damn. Hey, speaking of YouTube, I mean, this is a mad pivot, right? But I've noticed that YouTube has actually added more and longer ads into the freemium version. Yeah. And it's coming in on all the... I'm listening to a sad song, like a really beautiful song, or I'm watching a video about, you know, this this kid, you know, this um, uh, this military guy coming back to his family, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of it, I get an ad from Cadbury. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, a brace. I think they do that on purpose now to make us pay for a YouTube premium. I mean, YouTube's always going to save their own ass, eh? So, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll get... More people on YouTube premium, the more money they'll get, and the less they have to pay to creators. But, uh-huh. but it's good for us, you know, it's good for creators, you know, more ads, more revenue. That is true. So it's a kind of win-win, right? It's a win-win. Just get YouTube Premium. There's a way you can get YouTube Premium for like $2 a year or something. And if you subscribe to the Business Bubble Patreon, Nick is going to reveal how to do that. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> Am I right, Kyle? <laughs> All right, just this one time. Huh? Just okay. Time. All right. No, I'm joking. I don't care. I'll give it to anyone. You Go just download it. a VPN yeah. and you sign up with an Argentinian account. Yeah. You buy it, buy it um, from that account and then bang. $2 uh, for a whole family for a year. That is... <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm like exaggerating $2, like $4 or something. Hey, Carl. Can we... <laughs> we get the... You know, I'm sick of these Cabri ads, man. You, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube Premium is an investment. I honestly think YouTube Premium is probably one out of all the streaming things. You got Spotify, Disney Plus, Binge, Netflix, all that stuff. I think YouTube Premium is actually the most um, worthwhile, considering how much time that, especially dudes, spend on YouTube. Because what's the demographic of men that watch YouTube? It's massive, isn't it? Well, bro, like bro, the whole world watches YouTube. Yeah, but in terms of the skew between female and male as well. Oh yeah, it'd be more male, surely. Yeah, it's more male, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like YouTube is what. Help me become a hustler, you know? Like, you, you, I used to drive an hour and 40 minutes to work. Yeah. And I used to work in warehousing. Yep. So you have all that time in the car, you're going to listen to music and waste your time and feel rubbish afterwards because, you know, music is, if you listen to worldly music, it is demonic. Or you can listen to podcasts about how to better yourself, listen to sermons, you know? You have an hour and 40 minutes in the car. Mm. Bro, I'm like, I'm like a preacher now because I used to listen to preaching every day, you know, in the car. That's sick, man. Like, I know so much. Like, and it's all from YouTube. YouTube is the best learning platform. You can change your life listening to YouTube. I got <laughs> saved watching YouTube. Mm. I learned about personal development watching YouTube. And, you, and if you don't have premium, then you can't lock your phone in the car and just listen to Oh, that podcasts. is true. But it's better. And if you want to listen to music, you have YouTube music that comes with YouTube premium. Oh, that's true. YouTube should sponsor me, bro. I'm like giving them all these. You're giving them everything, everything. right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll add we'll add YouTube into this. We should, and cut man. This out and we make do this. something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, so what? So what about when you are using? Uh, I mean, obviously, you have your own personal dreams as well as you know, coming from doing a little bit of content creation to now doing full time content creation with Jamie. Yep. What's your end goal? So, me and Jamie have the same end goal. So, I want to help him achieve his dreams and his goal. And that will help me achieve my dream and my goal. My vlog channel and the live streaming that I'm starting to do on Kick, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's all. That's just like an extra revenue stream for me. You know, I want to build that up. I love to vlog. I love creating content. I love when people say, hey, I watched your video, you know, I enjoyed it. It's a sick feeling, you know? It's a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just building those up on the side. 
I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of hiring an editor to mm. edit my vlogs so I can just focus on Jamie. When I'm editing my own vlogs and I see that um, Jamie's business is, is lacking behind where we need to like finish edits, then I'll always put my stuff aside and focus on Jamie because the end goal is, is Jamie's brand. Hmm. So, yeah. And then what is, define his brand then as his content creator. Define his brand? Yeah. How do you define his brand? Oh, it's just his brand, like him as a person, his content, you know. Yeah. His influence, you could say. So what does that, I mean, let's or if we break that down. What does that look like then? So if I said to someone, uh, if I said to an alien, I said, hey, look, in this world, there's different kind of people, people who are bankers, people who are accountants, people who work in nursing. Sometimes some people are teachers. And then there's this crew here um, called the influencers, right? If you're an inf- so how would you explain what Jamie does as an influencer to um, to to said alien? So he makes engaging, engaging, funny, entertaining videos with the message at the end, and that message ties into who he is as a person and what his what his goal is. You know, which is like, you know, his life. He lives for God now, mm-hmm. ever since becoming a Christian, and he's trying to help other people find God as well. That's awesome. And then through these, through these videos, um, how does he achieve um, that brand of, of, of that? Aside from obviously, you know, finding opportunities to put God in there, how is he branding himself as the influencer to follow? I mean, we're still in the early stages of it. Cool. You know, we're still in the early honest. stages of it. But... He actually got a, uh, an encounter with someone on the street where they were like, hey, I didn't even recognize it was you until I saw your cross. Ah, that's cool. So that's like, that was something like really good to know, you know? Would he ever buy merch? Would he ever create merch? Yeah, he would. Sell the crosses. I said that to him as a joke, but like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, and then all donations go to, you know, like World Vision or Compassion, like one yeah, of the Christian yeah. organizations. Yeah, we could do that. You yeah, know? that'd be the, sick. The, world, the world's our oyster, you know, whatever. No, that's and that's that's a really cool mindset to have as well because I think before before I was about twenty five when I was working in you know the bank under a boss or something like that you think that oh there's only I can only do so much like this is my limit right but then when you kind of jump into I don't know something like there's a moment in everyone's life where it clicks and you go I really can actually do whatever that I set my mind to any person that I want to reach or I want to meet or something like that it is possible. Is, have you got, have you crossed, personally, have you crossed that boundary where, you, have you crossed that threshold where you're like, hey, I can actually do anything that I set my mind to now? Great question. So, when I was finding God when I was 19, you know Luke, right, my cousin? I love Luke. We all love Luke. I know, me and Luke, we used to just see each other at family events, but we never used to talk. We'd just be like, hi, or whatever, you know? Really? And then while I was in the process of finding God, I went to my grandparents' house just to go visit them, and Luke was there. And he just started talking to me about personal development, and it was just it was just perfect timing, you know, because I was trying to follow God, stop, you know, drinking and partying, whatever. And he just knew what to say at the right time, and he, and he just told me he's like, listen to Tony Robbins, get into personal development, and I, and I said to him, I was like, I was like, Luke, you didn't waste your time talking to me today. So I, ever since then, I started listening to all these people, and it's actually Tony Robbins. He said something was like, you know, just believe in yourself and. If you fail, if you don't give up, then you you won't you can't fail, and that really resonated with me. And as soon as I started to believe in myself, that's when everything changed. And I started my first business at nineteen, which was 
amp entertainment, a DJing business, DJ photography business. <laughs> and, 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 and that was massive for me because in high school, I hated high school. I was like the dumbest kid in school. I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah. So when I, when I started that business, it was like a, it was a big this to the world, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that went very well. You know, I was killing it. I was, I was about to pivot. Um, I was about to scale that business. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got saved. Around oh, that right, time, and right. and God let me know straight away. He was like, "I don't want you DJing anymore," you know. Mm. And um, I was fighting with God for a while. It was like it was like a tug of war. He was trying to like you know take the business away from me, and I was like, "No," you know. I was mm-hmm. like, "No," like this is my baby. I just grew, I just grew it up. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to like um, give it up for God. Mm-hmm. And I was so depressed, but I was working at a warehouse. I was like, you know, God, I was making all this money. Now I'm depressed working in a warehouse. You know, like why'd you? You know, why'd you take this business away from me? Mm-hmm. And then a year later, he blessed me with working with Jamie. And yeah. the only reason, and Jamie hired me because I was a Christian as well. Hired me on the spot. So you see, that's how God works, you know? Yeah. So it was like delayed gratification, but I didn't know like he was going to bless me with my dream job. You know, I always wanted to do YouTube when I was younger. Yeah. But I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have that self-belief, you know, I just give up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what's this? So... When you first, when you first actually started editing videos, what was the biggest, what was the biggest like mind, like, a, like that click that you go, oh my gosh, is that what it's about? Or, you know, oh, that's what hooks are about. Or what was that moment for you? When I learned about hooks? About hooks. Or what was that moment where you realized that, oh, this is the secret behind how to attract viewers or draw viewers or what filmmaking is actually like? Yeah, so it's a it's a loaded question. There's no right answer. I just wanted to see what you know where you're. So when I was like eight, there was a if you remember a Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. I was like I started creating videos on there. I was like I'd grab clips from the Shrek movie because I love Shrek. Yes. And I'd just add a song under it and I'd post it on YouTube. And when and I was like, this is actually fun. You know, you make something, and you're like, you can show it to people. You know, your imagination on. You know, it is manifest and you can show people. And I was like, wow, this is actually fun. So ever since then, I started editing. Mm-hmm. But then the second um, part of your question about hooks, that's when everything changed for me. So before I started working for Jamie, I didn't know about audience retention, hooks, anything like that. And TikTok was out and I was like, bro, why didn't I ever go viral? I was like, I thought I had a curse on me. I could never go viral. And my thing was I was too filmmaker, had a filmmaker brain where I was like, start the scene slow, you know, build up um, their emotion, anticipation. Yeah. But then I realized, I was like, not. Nah, you need three seconds to hook the person in and it's just going to be fast, fast paced. Don't get attached to, um, best piece of advice I could give uh, content creators is don't get attached to content. Do you know what I mean when I say that? No, tell me more. So when you're editing a video, right, obviously you can't put the whole, you know, the whole raw footage in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this like this is such a good scene, but also right. this is a good scene. Oh, what do I do? Yeah. Don't get attached to it. Just be like, I'm choosing this one and just delete the other clip and don't think about it and continue to do that. And that will help you make great videos and faster videos and videos that will actually reach people. Because if you want to keep both those clips in, then you're risking getting more viewers. You're risking people clicking off. Mm. So yeah, don't get attached to the content. Right. So... Would you say be more attached to what you're trying to achieve through the con- through the story? Yes, be be just tell a good story, and don't get attached to, to content. If you if you're telling a good story and you have a good video, your video will do well. Mm. If you have a rubbish video with all the great edits, sound effects, cuts every two seconds, 
it's not gonna slap if it's a rubbish video. Just make good content. So you recently did this um, whole uh, course on storytelling, and I think it's still going, right? Yeah, I'm still learning about storytelling, yeah. What have you found so far about it that's kind of awoken you to something? There's like rhythm and pattern and emotion. You know, like you need the rhythm of the video to go well, you know, so it feels, it flows well, right? Mm -hmm. So say, I'll give you an example, Jamie's videos. Interviews, they're fast, you know, nice flowy pattern, they're fast, but there's a nice flow to it. And you want to get to the part where you want the people to feel their emotion, and that's when you can slow down the video, where it's less cuts. So you're building up the video, like, oh, is this a dangerous place, you know? You're building it up, and then you find a dangerous person, and then you slow it down, and you invest into that character, and that's where the emotion comes in. You put the music in, right. and people are already hooked, you know? Right. So you have to know when... You, it, it, people can get carried away with doing fast cuts all the time, mm -hmm. but that's when you get rid of the emotion. So you have to know when, when to have fast cuts and when to not cut it and just keep the emotion. Right. And because you have that knowledge, when you watch movies... Is it different? Are you analyzing how are they introducing the story to you? All the time. So yeah. it's very different, like YouTube and movies. Movies, you know, people are there to sit there for like two hours to watch it, you know? Mm. So their brains are already like, like switched on to, you know, like be calm, you know, it's just chill, you know? Mm -hmm. But what I found really interesting was I was watching that new Ant-Man movie and I, they're so good at doing hooks in movies. Yeah? You know, you don't even realize it. So like there's a part, have you seen the new Ant-Man movie? I, I love Marvel. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So there was a part where that old chick where she was down in the quantum place, mm -hmm. whatever it's called, mm -hmm. and her daughter was like, what happened down there? And she was like, I can't tell you, you know, but it was so dramatic. She's like, I can't tell you, you know, yet, but I'll tell you later. Mm -hmm. And then me, I was like, I want to know what happened. Mm -hmm. So you're watching to, you know, you're watching to the end to see what happened down there. Yeah. And that's a hook in itself. And that, that's just one that I identified, but they do so many that... So even if you're looking for it, you won't be able to find it because mm. they're so good at telling stories because these are the best of the best um, storytellers. Right. Now I can almost imagine it now because, well, I, I, I put on Quantum Mania the other day as well to watch it. And yes, you're right. And they talked about like Janet went down to the quantum realm for yeah. the first time. And, you know, she talks about it for a while, but you don't actually get it. But they actually chuck in other hooks there. So there's like maybe three or four hooks going at the same time. Well, that's right. Is that, is that what you're trying to yeah, make? Yeah, yeah. That's like, is it going? There's so many hooks going on. And like, like I, I'm, I'm a bit cut. Like when I watch movies, I can't even find most of the hooks, you know, because they're just so good at doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with, I find that though, um, streaming at home and Netflix those, some of those, I don't know, like those B-grade movies on Netflix, they're just, within about 15 minutes, I haven't, there's no hook, there's no story, and it just, it just plateaus, and I usually just turn it off. That's yeah. the problem with some of the bad ones. Yeah, like, like the B-rated B movie. what are they called, B? B-grade? B-grade movies. Yeah. Like, they'll have, like, all the correct, like, scripting, right? They'll have the scripting all down-packed, but then if they don't have any hooks, then, you know, like... The movie's gone. Mm. You need hooks. When you're listening to music, are you, are you a music? I mean, you're a DJ from before, right? Yeah, I used to be a DJ. Yeah. I, I try not to listen to music. You know, I have my phases where I stop listening to music, mm. but then you have to replace it. One Christian told me once, you have to replace your worldly music with something else. And if you don't replace it, then you're always going to fall back into the worldly music. Mm. And I'm always, I'm always at that stage where I stop listening to music for six months and then I'll start again. Mm. This is an interesting one because... Because do you listen to Christian Christian music then? No. These days? No. Okay. Cool. Actually, I'd love to get your opinion on this, Carl. 
music hooks, right? Yeah. On music hooks, you want to jump in? No, no. <laughs> you don't want to jump in. They can hear me. So how do how how do artists hold um, listeners now through music hooks? How do I how do I not get how do I not turn off or change the song after about five seconds? What are they doing to me? Well, like go with like don't start now, right? Don't, don't what which one? Don't start now, Dua Lipa. Oh, Dua Lipa, yeah, yeah. She just plays the chorus, the first first thing. I've noticed that they hit you with the chorus first. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's a sick chord. <laughs> and then she goes, and then she goes in the verse. Yeah. So you already you already love the chorus, and you're like, I want to keep listening. Right. It's the same as videos, right? Like you you would do like a, th- or um, Diary of the Business CEO. Oh yeah. It's like it's always like a, thirty second trailer of like the speaker of the guest. Right. Of the of the most like or, yeah or or what you do as well like you you'd, like you know in your videos you'd always do like what happens like like the coming up yeah coming the up. coming up the same yeah way. Right. you always thought about that with music I was like I wonder how they do the hooks <laughs> there you go but yeah there you go yeah. but what about if I don't want to have the chorus first how do I hook the well that's just or it's like a link it's it's like oh, yeah. it's all, it's literally called a hook. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even hide it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's literally just called a song hook, and it's like a guitar line. Yeah, that's that true. Catches you, and they're like, "That's sick. I want to keep listening to it." Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy who plays pads. Yeah, <laughs> he not get nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that that's cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Um, and then, uh, and and then and then, so going back to um, we're talking about movies, right? Uh, we're talking about movies and hooks. Okay, so when it comes to those hooks, right? Um, I'll, I want to know, like, what are the specific hooks these days um, that people should um, use at the beginning of their videos if they're going to try to go viral? For depends on platform. Mm, that's the thing. So Instagram, and that's, that's and that's exactly where I wanted to go because now Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube—they all have different ways of going viral, right? Um, what I've found is that. Uh, Instagram is actually really hard to go viral through hooks. Instagram is really good is if you have a really a certain meme and then because the DM function is so good, you like and then you'll share it with someone yeah. and that's what gets videos viral. It's always it's always it's annoying for like content creators. It's always like the stupid stuff that goes viral that has like no value or Yes, memes. Yeah, yeah, memes. Memes that go viral on, on IG. That's why I find it really hard to go viral on IG. But it's on TikTok, easy. Yeah, TikTok's yeah. good. I mean, for TikTok, you need three hooks, right? You need the the visual hook, the text hook, and then what you're going to say, that hook. If you have all three of those, then you're going viral, if it's a good video. Mm. And then Facebook is pretty much, I mean, through Facebook Reels, right? How does that algorithm work? Facebook Reels? Yeah. I think it's the same as Instagram, isn't it? It Because, like, you post on Instagram and it says you want to recommend this to Facebook Reels, so it goes on there automatically. Right. I guess it's just, like, are there more viewers on Facebook? More users? I have more on on, on, on Instagram. But most of my my users or followers on Instagram are actually in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like 70% Australia. Yeah, yeah. I think there's just the older demographics on Facebook. So mm. I guess if you, you know, your video appeals to them, then you'll get more views. Do you notice that there's a difference between what Gen Z, millennials, and Gen X watch? You'd be surprised, actually. Like TikTok, right? If you look at your analytics, just see who's watching. Like 
some people you get like 65 year olds watching you know like it's just yeah especially on tiktok it's so random like a lot of people think and um heard this on a course that i did it was like bro there's like so many different types of ages on tiktok you know you think it's just young kids bro yeah. like 60 year olds on there it's like grandmas on there you know damn but so easy to use right so easy to use yeah it's like it's like the gambling slots so it's so addictive. Someone said that. They've perfected gambling. Yeah. I read an article. It says TikTok has perfected gambling. It's the same as Facebook. Facebook and F- Facebook is like that. It's Facebook Facebook did it first. I read an article a long time ago that so it was the same. What did, what did they say? Yeah, just like it's like gambling, you know, like you're just, you know, you're just swiping. Hoping like, that the next one will just hit. Yeah. Give you that dopamine that hit, That dopamine right? hit. Yeah. yeah. It's all the same, man. Maybe the next video. Oh, maybe the next video. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it takes up the full screen, so you don't know what's happening next, right? Yeah. And then when you even think about it, like Facebook's not even just videos. You know, there's like other stuff. So imagine how other people hook people in with photos, you know? A lot of advertisements on Facebook is just just a screenshot or something. Mm. And then that's like another thing. It's like when you're watching a TikTok video, you're like, why did this go viral, you know? So when you're on Facebook, you're like, why does this have so many likes? You know, you just try to identify that yourself and that's how you become like the best at what you do mm. when it comes to content. And in terms of building content for the future, what does that look like in your opinion? Is, is it going to change or is it still going to be the same? Are there still going to be like four or five main, major platforms? Is one of them going to fall off the train? I mean, like YouTube is installed on like every Android phone and there's like that many people, Android users, you know? I think YouTube will go forever. Even though there's like competitors coming, like Rumble and stuff, I still think YouTube will always be superior. But um, platforms like Rumble, you know, people as more people start to get cancelled more people will be going on those platforms and the the better they make those platforms because rumble still it's not really user friendly yet you know mm. it's not like nice and stuff it still looks a bit weird once they start getting that better and more people get cancelled and start going on rumble then more people will go there but it will never be as big as youtube mm. that's the one with um oh, what's his name uh russell brand russell brand is on rumble right yeah russell brand andrew tape steve will do it Oh, okay. Jamie Zoo. <laughs> is this podcast on there already? <laughs> Not his podcast, but I'm posting some of the YouTube video content on there. Because, like, YouTube will just delete your account out of nowhere. Really? They do that to anyone, to so many people. They just delete your YouTube channel. You haven't done anything wrong. They don't tell you why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even my church is on Rumble, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? So, that you reckon that's a, you reckon that's a platform that people should start getting onto? Because it's going to... Jump on it early. Yeah. But, like, for people who get, like, people who have, like, a cult following, like, Andrew Tate, well, whatever Andrew Tate posts, people are going to watch regardless of what platform it's on. That's true. You know? So, it's, it'll be, I think it's hard to grow your brand on Rumble now, but it's like everything, you know, you jump on it early, mm-hmm. and then you can be one of the first creators. So, it's almost like if it comes out, just jump on it just in case, right? That's why I jumped on Kick. Ah, true. Kick's a year old. It hasn't kicked off in Australia yet. I'm yeah. jumping on it, man. Yeah. I always tell myself, I go, when the new platform comes out, I'm jumping on it straight away. So when Fred's came out, I jumped on it straight away. I think I was like, I was like 900,000 900, member on Fred's. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. You, know, you know that, yeah, that, that yeah, sign? Yeah. So I jumped on it early. I started saying controversial stuff. Yeah. Um, But I think it flops Fred's. I don't think anyone uses it. Well, my, my take on Threads is because there's so many it's all, there's so many um, things that we already have, right? Mm. Um, so many different apps that we already have. And so in order to have an app that's still linked to someone's Instagram, but you have to go into a different app for that, it feels almost disjointed. 
I think if there was like, you know, at the bottom of the Instagram panel, if there was a little button where you can slide and it just goes into the threads yeah, page yeah. and have that there, yeah. I reckon that would make people stay in the Instagram app longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't do that. I mean, threads won't, won't kick off in Australia because Twitter never did in Australia. Right? Never did. And I, I know what threads is, why they made threads, you know? Why did they make threads? Because Elon Musk, when he, you know, he, there's no more censorship on TikTok, right? So they're trying to bring people to Fred to get people off TikTok so they can control the na- narrative once again. But it didn't work. It's, mm. another, it's another Matrix. That's another <laughs> thing, man. It's another you know? Simpsons episode it's right there, Simpsons man. <laughs> Alien invasion, everything. <laughs> and then, so, but they, um, but, but also with Facebook as well, what I noticed that they did really well in that app was that they linked Messenger, Marketplace, and also Facebook in the same thing, which actually keeps a lot of people in the app. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's why people continue to use that. That's why Marketplace is doing so well. Marketplace is genius, bro. It's genius. I used to get all my DJ jobs from Marketplace. Really? You're not allowed to... This is a good secret for DJs. You're not allowed to advertise services on Marketplace, but, bro, I made so much money from advertising. I got so many jobs from from Marketplace. You know? <laughs> how, did you, how did you advertise without being able to... Without, without, you know, I did, having I used them to, ban you? I used to just be like a photo frame, you know, and then I'll just have like... A screenshot of what I do, DJ services, photography, whatever. Just name it photo frame, you know? Nice. It's like when people sell vapes on there, they say they're selling fruit, yeah. but everyone knows it's the vape. Uh, you gotta get so creative with this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so if I'm a business, right? So from a business point of view, for maybe my listeners, people who have businesses, um, if I wanna grow my if I wanna grow my social media and I could only choose one platform, which one should I f- focus on? I'd say jump on TikTok and Instagram. Just mm. do both because it doesn't hurt if you're making content for, you know, because you're going to edit the content for shorts, right? It's, it's, it's shorts, you know, like TikTok, Instagram, it's the same type of video. It doesn't hurt to post on two platforms because it might kick off on one platform than the other, you know, vice versa. So TikTok, Instagram. But when it comes to brands or businesses, I should say, when it comes to businesses, if you want to grow your brand, if you want to grow your business on social media, there needs to be a face to the brand, you know? Like back in the day before TikTok and when Instagram just started making videos or reels, whatever, it was like the slow, you know, show the food only, nice music, you mm. know, the nice cuts. But now that doesn't really work anymore. Now there needs to be a character behind each business and that's that's where branding comes in. So if you have like a, like a funny character... Or, or even just your character. People want to see who you are. They want to see who is the person behind the business. If you have that, that's what will grow your following. And that's how you get more business, more business to your, or more clients to your business. Mm. So like one of my clients, Mo Naji, the guy that cuts hair, I don't know if you ever saw that video. Yeah, Mo. We're making videos, just cutting hair, Mount Druitt, you know, just to make content. And the byproduct of that was like, the videos would go viral. And then people will be like, oh, he's, he's a good um, hairdresser as well. You know, let me go to his barber shop. And mm. then you got clients and the clients were like, oh, I saw your video. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So yes. you can't make the videos on TikTok or Instagram like an ad, you know? So like mm. cutting hair, Mount Drew, which we did and went viral, our first time going viral with his brand. It's not an advertisement. People are going to watch it. And then if you're getting like millions of views on that video, then how many of those millions of people are going to um, look up his barber shop, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. That's true, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna pay back one of the um, hooks that I said earlier on about being viral. You know, a lot of people that saying, people say, oh, you just need to go viral and your life completely changes. To be honest with you, 
uh, we've had I've I, you've seen people with videos with a few million. I've had like I've had a few million views on my videos. Just because you go viral does not mean that your life completely changes. Why is it so hard for people to? Why is it so easy for people to go viral these days? And then why is it so hard for people to have their lives changed by going viral? Because everyone's going viral nowadays. <clears throat> it was different back then when no one was going viral. You know, back when it was harder. You know, and the hustle was actually on. Right, everyone's going viral now. It's not that hard, mm. you know. So, so what should the focus be instead of going viral? What should the focus be now? For what the for for people for brands people who want to content create what should their focus be now? It depends what they want to achieve. Mm. So, like, let's say for example, I have a I have a chicken shop. Yeah, you know, and I have a really really. F- awesome video about chicken and it's got like 10 million views right, right? but it doesn't really yeah, it doesn't really doesn't change my business completely yeah I may have a couple more people in the walk through the door what should my focus be then moving forward as a I mean like if you're getting 10 million views then you're gonna get customers in you know yeah but it's like targeting different types of demographics right so say you're a donut shop right and you make a donut specific to a culture yeah then that video is going to get pushed to like, say you make like a Chinese, like a, a migraine um, donut, right? Yeah. It's going to target Indonesian fans. Indonesia? Migraine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, You're so smart. Right, oh, right. wow. Yeah, so it's going to target Indonesian fans and then they're going to go look at, back at the videos and they'll be like, oh, wow, they have nice donuts. Where's this shop? Oh, it's here. Mm-hmm. They go there, brings more customers. It's about being very smart. It's like what Jamie does. He goes to different areas and he attracts those types of audience, you know? So it's like, say you're scrolling and you watch one of Jamie's videos. What's the best and worst thing about... Where do you live again? Uh, Campsy. 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 You're going to look at it straight away. You know, everyone in Campsy is going to look at it. Yeah. And then now you have... It's relatable, right? It's relatable. You know, you're going to look at his page, you're going to like his content, you're going to follow him. Yeah. But if you can do that with like your business, you know, like you make a food... Uh, dedicated to a certain culture mm. and you're going to attack, um, attract those types of people. And if mm. you keep doing that, imagine you do that with every culture, you know, now you've got so much like type, uh, de- demographics, you know, all these de- demographics. Yeah. But like you don't stop that culture. Then you, you know, you target like a different audience, you know, from different areas or, you know, the world's your oyster, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's the best um, advertising that you've seen on social media that, that you go, oh my gosh, I need to save this and use this and watch it again later on. I've got so many. My, I've got the TikTok brain where I forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got so much stuff saved and I don't even look back at it, but yeah, there's a couple. I can't remember any. Oh, yeah? Some of them are really, really subtle. Like, Carl showed me some ones that were really, really subtle. Like, the advertising that's just was so smooth that you didn't even notice it. And just... Oh, Brett Cooper? Brett Cooper's one. Yeah. Have you had a Brett Cooper? She does a sick podcast. Oh, does he? Yeah. It's on the um the channel that allows work shit. Oh yeah. Uh, that doesn't allow work doesn't like work shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very conservative conservative. Very very conservative channel. Oh yeah. Oh actually I do know one there's this lawyer, bro. You know that Asian lawyer in Sydney? And he mm. goes, if you get caught with bags at a music festival. I saw you? that too. That guy, he's good. <laughs> he's good. I like that. Yeah, he does it so good. And he's pitching himself, but you know what he's doing? He's adding value. Yeah. Yeah, he's adding value first. And then people share that stuff as well. Because it's funny, because like, it's it's like the way we talk in Sydney, you know, like bags. Hey, have you got bags, you know? Yeah. And then a lot of people in Sydney do bags, you know, so that it's going to attract the right people. And you know what? It need, I think I think people, I think businesses need to adjust 
Um, I've seen too many businesses try to sell stuff on social media, and yeah. I think it's got to move forward with that, man. 100%. Yeah. And branding as well, man. I think Instagram is perfect for branding, but I think that it's not a really good marketing... Uh, you know, you know, there are some pages... Like, all right, shout out to Western Sydney Mums. I was talking to um, the, the lady who operates that page and she asked me to have a look at the other ones, like Inner West, Inner West Mums and all the other ones. And she goes, the reason why, um, the reason why, now she said it humbly, right? The reason why their page hasn't garnered as much traffic as her one is because they post things um, like it was 2010. Like, you know, it's like one post, like a, like a, like proper like advertising post whereas she goes you need to move forward with social media people will need to see things people share through reels and stuff like that and I thought yeah more people need to hear this message as well man what's in your opinion um, what's the power of, um, of of content for this generation that's moving forward who, who are growing up with literally phones in their hands what's the power what's the power of it and what are the dangers of it as well? I mean, you're ruining your attention span at a young age. <clears throat> like little like little kids, bro, if they look at one naked chick, then their whole For You page is going to be naked chicks, you know? Yeah, that's true. And getting exposed to that at a young age is obviously, like, not good. And we don't even know the side effects of it yet because it's so new. You know, like, back when we were younger, we didn't really have TikTok or, or it wasn't out. We didn't really have smartphones. But now, like, parents give their kids iPads and you know, give them TikTok and they're on it for hours and that can lead into, like, dark rabbit holes as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you don't, we don't know yet, man. It could be could be really bad, to be honest. But the thing is, we're creating videos and we're trying to hook them in as well, Yeah. right? But at the same time, we know that it's actually not that great for them. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like, there's another conspiracy, like like Sesame Street, right? Yeah. Bro, th- that gives kids ADHD, ADD, all that type really? of stuff. You know, there's like, there's, like, studies done about it, you know? So if that's if that's doing that to the kids, what's the TikTok doing to the kids? You know, oh, yeah. TikTok videos. You know, it's not there's something wrong about like you know you, you swipe swipe up from a video after one second. You know, yeah, like yeah. you can't be doing anything good to your brain, especially <laughs> kids. Yeah. I've seen oh I've seen kids man when they're standing there at the train station and they're just doing this thing on like two fingers and going. I'm going, man, can you just just stop and watch a video? At least, like, someone's put effort. I know how much effort it takes to do one video, yeah. right? Like, how, how long does it take for you to edit one of Jamie's videos, even just a street interview one? Oh, I'm getting pretty fast at it, bro. It's taking me, like, 30 minutes now. Oh, it's quick, Yeah, I'm getting fast. That's quick. Are you ready for another conspiracy? Just cancel my head. Go About TikTok? It. Yeah. So, TikTok, right? I feel like it came out at the perfect time. I feel like they've had this app ready for a long time, but they just posted it at, the, at like, the perfect time for their agenda. So... I'm I'm a firm believer that the world will end within our lifetime, you know, like 10 years, let's say. And, you know, our flesh, everyone wants to be important, everyone wants to be known, everyone wants to be famous, right? Now everyone has their own own ability to go famous if they want to be, you know, with TikTok. So the app, right, TikTok, it's called TikTok, the name. Have you ever thought of the name TikTok? As in like a clock? Like the name TikTok. Like TikTok, TikTok, you know, yeah. you're, you're running out of time. Yeah. And if you're getting distracted by trying to get famous and, you know, it takes a while to build, like you go viral, but it takes a while to build a following. Mm. And if your main goal is to just get famous and you're just on TikTok all the time, you're running out of time before you can, you know, you find God. A lot of people don't have God, mm. right? So the app's called TikTok, right? 
So TikTok, TikTok, you're running out of time. It's like, I feel like it's the devil named the TikTok and he's rubbing it in everyone's faces saying, you know, I've got you distracted because you want to be famous, you know, I've got you, but you're running out of time. And he's like, and he's like, I've told you, you know, TikTok, TikTok, you're running out of time to get right with God. Because then bang, rapture happens, you know, and then the world ends and, you know, you end up in hell because you were distracted by this app because you wanted to be famous, which the Bible told you, you know, is wrong. Oh, man. It reminds me of the scene in, have you seen the movie God's Not Dead? No. No? So there's that one scene where the successful business guy, um, so there's a really successful business guy, um, and then there's his sister who's been looking after his mum with dementia, right? And successful business guy, the, the sister goes, hey, look, mum is, she's in the nursing home. She's not, she's not going to be living for very much longer. You should go visit her. And he goes, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. One night he goes, all right, I've decided to go visit her. So he goes to visit her at the nursing home and she's just sitting there watching TV. And he goes, do you know who I am? She goes, she doesn't recognise him. And he goes, and he sits down and he kind of looks at his mum from the side and his mum's still watching the TV and he goes, how is it that you worship this God and you don't remember half the things in your head and I am so successful in what I do um, and I don't have none of this God and here I am, I don't have dementia, you have dementia, where's your God? Mm. And then the mum's kind of like, she goes, there's, she goes, sometimes the devil distracts you, exactly like TikTok, sometimes the devil distracts you with certain things uh, keeps you busy in this world, you know, actually, but it's actually locked you in this cage, but it's made the cage really, really cushiony and really, really comfy. And, you know, you're so distracted in this little cage, it's really all peaceful and cushiony and comfy. And by the time when everything's too late and the gate closes and the key's gone, and then you realise that, oh my gosh, it is too late and I've been locked in this prison and I never had to seek God. Yeah. I have another conspiracy theory for you. Let's hear it. Another cons- uh, this is the. Ep- I'm just gonna label this episode <laughs> "God Conspiracies." Yeah. No, this is this is more about the Chinese government. Chinese government. All right, cool. So, let's, let's never get back into China. So, so TikTok. Um, so the, they there there's a conspiracy saying Chinese the Chinese government using TikTok to dumbify the Western children. I've heard that because one. yeah, because all of the things that we have on Western TikTok. TikTok are not allowed in the in like the Chinese version. Yep. So it's just it's just they're just purposely making us dumber. Well, to add on to that, bro, like if China wants to take over the world yeah. and everyone's distracted by TikTok, everyone's dumb, then they're gonna pump us all. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was made by TikTok was made by Chinese people, so yeah. Or they moved the headquarters to Singapore. No, did they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they must be fine now. Yeah, it's fine now. <laughs> But, but, but see what I'm saying about like the name TikTok? I've always had like this video idea, right? Where it's like people on the street, you know, the colors are black and white. Yeah. And someone's just on their phone and someone, and then um, someone comes up to them and they say, TikTok, TikTok. And the person's like, what did you just say? And then the, per- the other person's like, oh, did you see this TikTok? You know? Yeah. I feel like it's, it's like, it's so demonic, the name, like TikTok, TikTok. There was, there's, a, there's a saying that this pastor says, right? He's like, God said to the devil, you can have the world. You can do whatever you want with it yeah. as long as you tell them what you're going to do first, you know? Mm. And, and that can apply to like a lot of things like the, the movies, right? Like 9-11, they predicted it in a lot of movies, you mm. know? Showed you the truth before it happened, then bang. You know, the COVID vaccine showed you in the movies that... Oh, like, have you seen that movie? That movie is uh, Contagion. Contagion. Oh, yeah. I was on point. It's on point, because, like, 
I showed you what's going to happen, you know, so you can't say you didn't know. So what did the Simpsons say next? Bro, they did the rapture as well, the alien invasion. They they didn't label it as alien invasion, but yeah. they... It's, it's in my document, you got to watch it. But um, <laughs> um, the rapture, it was crazy because, like, there was so much truth in that clip where it was, like, there was, like, a guy... He's like, why did I put my um, faith in technology, you know? Yeah. And then there was another guy who's like, why did I choose to be gay? And then there was like, um, that, I think it was the Buddhist where he was like, um, he's like, I thought all religions were a path to God. I was wrong. So he's yeah. literally telling you all the things that were wrong and rubbing it in your face. And then there's another character saying, because we, we uh, rejected Jesus, you know, now we have to stay left behind for the apocalypse, which is like so biblical, biblically true. Damn, man. If you if That's you watch the clip, bro, you'll get goosebumps. Really? Yeah. Does anyone go to you and go, "Hey, you know what? You 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 you're way too you're way too in your head around this." Yeah, when I was like my whole life up until COVID happened, and then everyone that was doubting me is like, "Nick, bro, you called this like what do we do? You know, it's all happening now." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I, I called it, you know, like I knew." <laughs> so now like I don't seem so crazy anymore. Yeah. A lot of people woke up after COVID, but um mm. You know, I've been awake for like 11 years now, you know, mm. like I know what's been going on for 11 years. So. so there's a lot of people still chasing out there. You know, I want to go viral. I want to have a good business. I want to do all that stuff. From your, like, obviously with, from your point of view, how do you look at moving forward with knowing this knowledge that, hey, everything's going to come to an end in, you know, when the rapture happens, what, how do you prepare yourself for that? What, what are you, what, do, what are we, what are we fighting for? Yeah. What are we working for? We need to bring, bring people to the truth. And the devil, he's... He's like... The, he's Whenever you talk about religion... You know how they say, don't talk about politics, religion, sex, whatever? Yeah. As soon as you start talking about Christianity, people don't want to hear it. Mm. Um, my, me and my, my church and I, we go on the streets. I don't do it as much anymore, but we go on the streets. We give out the pamphlets, you know, how to get to heaven. We have um, the brothers preaching on the street. And people swear at you. They, they spit on you. They try to start punching them to you. But, like, if it's a Muslim group of people preaching Islam, no one will say anything to you. You know, think about this, right? What is the one name in the world that that is used as a cuss word? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Everyone's like, Jesus, you know? But no one ever says, oh, Muhammad or, mm. you know, the other, other people. And this is another one that most people don't know, like, bloody hell. You know, people say bloody hell all the time. Mm -hmm. Whose blood has power? Mm. Over Jesus. hell? Just, just in general, like, mm. Jesus, you know, we're saved by his blood. You know, he, mm. the Bible's all about Jesus' blood. Mm. And now you have everyone saying bloody hell, Jesus Christ, and, you know, people say holy shit as well, you know? That's true. So, Holy Spirit, Jesus, God damn it, you know, like, the <laughs> whole world is, like, anti-Bible. anti, anti -Bible, And it's what the Bible said, you know, it's just proving the Bible true. Yeah. It's like, the world will turn against me. Yeah. Right. But take heart, for I've conquered the world, right? Exactly, you know? Amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> it, it, it's scary because the Bible says that most people go to hell. You know, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, mm -hmm. and narrow is the gate that leads onto life. And it's King James right here. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and not many people find, find it, you know? So there's so many, yeah. So yeah, I guess in these last, it's not even last days anymore, bro. It's like last hours before um, Jesus returns, you know? Like... As Christians, our number one goal should be bringing people to God. You know, mm -hmm. you know, telling people, even though it hurts their feelings, you need to, you know, you need to preach the truth and just help people get saved. Mm. Well, I think that 
you know, people have obviously come this far listening to this episode. There's there's probably this feeling that, hey, you know what, um, well, what what do I do? Like, should I mean, what am I working for? And I think it reminds me to come back to Ecclesiastes and what it says. And Solomon said, you know, what I found like in this world is to um, the best thing that we can do is to enjoy our enjoying what we do for work. I'm obviously I'm paraphrasing, enjoying what we do for work, right? Eat, drink, um, and enjoy the time that we have. Uh, and I guess, and, and, then, and then it says, yeah, love, love and fear the Lord. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the message, like in the end. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy. Yeah. Like this is what we've been given. This is the tools that God has put in our hands. Let's make the most of it while we have it, right? Yeah, Jesus, did, he did say, he said, occupy, occupy till I come, you know? Mm. So we, we got we to keep busy for the Lord, you know? We need to, my biggest fear in life is dying, not doing enough for God. Because it's so easy, especially with content creating creation is to just get distracted by that and have that as an idol above God but you always got to remember it's God first you know Amen to that man Amen to that Hey is there a message that you want to leave people who who listen to you um, or watch your videos and they're going hey you know what how do I get into that position how do I get into that role of you know doing what I love and editing videos for people I guess the most important thing is though where's the camera here they're the ones looking at you man Yes, most important thing is seek God first, stay humble. The Bible says God gives grace to God gives grace to the humble, but resists the proud. F- find find out the truth. Ask yourself if you were to die tonight, where would you end up? And if you don't know where you'll end up, or if you know that that answer is hell, you need to change that. You need to get saved. You need to you need to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I can simplify that to A B C. A admit that you're a sinner. B, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died, he was buried, and that he rose again three days later. And if you truly believe that with your heart and your head, the last step is C, call upon the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. And calling on the Lord is where, you know, you tell God, you're like, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my good works can't save me. I know you died for me. I'm calling on you to save my soul. And once you do that with a whole heart, like, you know, with your your whole heart, in your head and you truly believe it that's the moment you become a child of God and you become born again and you can know that when you die and you take your last breath that you trusted the Lord as your saviour and you'll end up in heaven when you die Amen to that bro yeah. and, and hey where do people find your YouTube videos and stuff like that man yep so follow my Instagram YouTube kick um, Nicholas underscore Ramondos um, watch, watch my vlog my vlogs and my vlog channel um, follow Jamie Zoo that's where my best work is on Jamie Zoo account on YouTube and yeah and I'm featured on his first vlog video he is and he'll be on he'll be one of the he'll be one of the characters on my stream on Kick so yeah I want to be one of the first uh, streamers on Kick you know and I will be so yeah stay tuned bro thank you so much bless love it man I swear